Please listen carefully. There's something about like being wrapped up. That's just like, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter how awake I am. I'm instantly cozy. What's up, sisters? Welcome to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. My name's Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And this week we are talking about the new Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. We're going to do something a little different. We're just talking about that show and nothing else because every single one of us binged it in a single sitting by accident. Most of us well into the a.m. I started at like 10 p.m. Like, oh, let me watch one or two episodes with a couple people on Netflix party. And that turned into watching the entire series in that moment. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. A fair warning, there will be spoilers. We are going to talk about what happens and our thoughts on it. So if you haven't seen it yet, and if you care about that kind of stuff, uh, I'd recommend going and watching it first and then coming back and listening. But I feel like this is the kind of show that you know what happens the moment you watch the first episode. Um, okay. Someone give the plot of it. Someone has to describe the plot. Yeah, you, you do it. So Davey is, I want to say a sophomore in high school, so she's in grade 10, and she just is coming back for a new school year after her dad has died and she suddenly lost use of her legs uh, and was in a wheelchair and now she can walk again. Hurrah for her. And she decides along with her two friends, well, she decides and tells her two friends that they need to get boyfriends in order to be cool. And the whole show is her trying to do that while also dealing with the loss of her father, who is a smoke show, which is inappropriate, but I can't stop myself. He is. I could have used more of him. Like, he didn't need to die so soon. His jaws for days. Like, his jawline. Arguably, you get a lot of him, considering he's dead before the show starts. The dynamic between the dad and the mom is very much like, he's the fair, the, like, fun, fun loving, carefree guy, the fun dad, and she is, like, the strict mom. But, like, she being near him makes her, like, more fun because he's so fun. But, like, the whole way they portrayed him was, like, so attractive in his personality and his face <laughs> yeah. i wanted to know i'm like he's so fit that how could he have a heart attack that was, that was my second like what was it a heart condition did, did they go into that these things just bring up on you sometimes it just happens maybe it was a broken heart because his daughter and uh wife were fighting that's that's my uh Ooh, that's my guess spoiler right, right away <laughs> Yeah, go I mean, ahead we already it. talked about it. Okay, yeah. here's the okay. The one thing about the show that stuck out to me was that the acting wasn't where I wanted it to be. Mm. Not as good as I wanted it to be. I, and I'm just like they're young, so I will not think about that. Well, this is where it's hard because not all of them are young, and this is where I got stuck with. It's just, and this is a problem with every teen show. This is not unique to the show in any way whatsoever. But like, no one looks like the same age, despite the fact that they're all supposed to be. Um, grade 10 grade 11 16 i guess yeah they're all in the 15 16 range and yet you have 24 year olds you have 17 year olds like Axton is 29 and he looks 29 it's yeah he does he's the most older arguably he's a haggard man bustard teen (laughs) and like even i forget her name but the one of the best friends so i looked it up and she is actually only 29 so she definitely just like looks older than she is um i think it's ramona young yeah ramona young so but you're telling me they cast an 18 year old from mississauga and the best they could find for paxton is a 29 year old man from wherever the hell like you couldn't find someone younger 
Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's like, if you're going to have one 18 year old, you need to have nothing but 18, 19 year olds. You can't suddenly have 20 year olds who look like they're 20, 30. Like it's too, it's so weird. because. Yeah, they're to- like they're together. Like they're I know together they're together. Pages. So you're just like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Yeah. So and weird. so a breakdown, just in case you decide to listen to this, there is like the standard love triangle. Um, but one of her main like one of the main character Davy's love interests is Paxton, this like 29-year-old, 17-year-old who's basically held back a year. That is like the hottest boy in school. Like all your standard. intro is him coming out of a pool without a shirt. Mm -hmm. But and the first thing you notice is his eye bags, and I'm like, it would be fine (laughs) if you weren't trying to be 16. Because he's not an unattractive person. He's very good looking. He's He's just clearly not a child. And the whole time you're like, ooh, this is hot. And then they go up to, they pan up to his face, and you're like, wait. And then they like something isn't uh, right. uh, But yeah, like. They, they kiss like they have a romantic interest and it's so weird because you're like this is i know it's acting but this is inappropriate okay, and then <laughs> like you, have, you are too old for this and then ben the other love interest who i'm assuming is probably 20 i'm gonna say i think he's like around 20 i i told you guys this word i was so mad he literally in the first episode he says yeah. you're unfuckable Unfuckable. and then you're trying to tell me sh- Davey would think, oh, yeah, I'm going to like him 10 episodes later. I don't think so. This is what pissed me off more than anything else. So because the way the story works is like, whatever, they're intellectual rivals right at the beginning. And it's that introduction where you know immediately they're the couple that's going to be together at the end of the season. Like you get that it's like an enemies to lovers kind of idea because Mm -hmm. they have more in common than they realize, blah, blah, blah. But all they had to do, like, even though I wish they hadn't been together at all, if you really wanted that, all you had to do was make him less of a dick. But, like, you had to go in the writing full throttle. You made him such a dick that there's no way they should be together at the end. Like, they are horrible to each other. Why would either one of them be interested in each other after the things that they've said? I was a 16-year-old girl. If someone told me I would never fuck you, I would never, ever be like, yeah. oh, you know what? Sure. Maybe I'll fuck you. Uh, and, like, they try to redeem him by saying his parents... Um, abandon him essentially and i'm like that's not enough for me to be like "Mm, sure yeah and it almost upset me that he got his own episode because it's one of those things where like ultimately it's still good like the episode is really good his voiceover is andy sandberg it's impossible for me to not love that (laughs) like a lot of the episode was like fairly well done it's just the concept of like no i don't want this i don't want a redemption storyline for this character i want it to be different i want it to be better just and when you're creating a show where it's like changing things, where it's like creating a story about like an Indian girl who is not ever the like lead character, why is one of her episodes dedicated to this white kid? I do think if they like, I am going to go the opposite way. I think it's okay to redeem him. I just don't think they did it. <laughs> What, like, like why did she like why did they need to be together like i don't think they needed to be yeah together. that's what i i agree we all we all knew it was gonna head that way <laughs> but then i'm also like a love triangle is very 2008 whole time i was watching this i kept thinking i'm like is this like just like a brown version of did you guys ever watch that show awkward I think yes so. yeah so that show is basically this show except instead of like the big traumatic thing isn't her dad dying it's that everybody thinks she tried to commit suicide oh shit 
Yeah, oh, and it was really good. It was still pretty funny, and there was a love triangle as well, and they were able to extend it, like, quite a few seasons, but, like, it's all about how she kind of screws up, so I don't think this is going to be, obviously, like, a steady thing. Like, it's, they're going to break up at some point, and there's going to be maybe even a new guy. Oh, yeah, but, like, they're a bad game. Like, you create it from the first episode. Like, I, that's, I, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, because, like, a so. lot of teen shows do that where they're like, this seems like it's the end game, and then they'll introduce a totally new character and be like, guess what? You gotta break a few hearts to find the actual person that you're supposed to be with. Not to bring up uh, the YA book series, but, like, Sarah J. Mass, <laughs> she does that all the time, and you know what's hot with the teens? That. That's true. <laughs> that's where I sort of disagree, only because, and I say this having said, like, said I think the show was really good I really loved it I'm gonna watch a season two I'm really happy it exists and I think there's something to be said about the fact of like doing something that's already been done but just with a more diverse cast of characters because you deserve to see yourself in the stories that people have had for years like I think all of that is fair and valid but nothing that this show really did in its season felt different like everything really kind of Aside from a couple of things here and there, everything followed the like main sort of storyline of what you would anticipate to happen. So I don't believe that if this show goes on for a couple more seasons, it's going to suddenly have big dramatic changes. I think it's probably going to follow that. Also, partly just from like watching Mindy Kaling's other stuff, I do feel like she's often like making stories she loves that she's watched for herself that she can see herself and other people like her can see in. So I could see where that's coming from. But like from a standpoint of watching it, like again, I could totally live with everything they did with Ben if you had just made him less of an asshole at the beginning. But if you're going to commit to that's who he is, I don't want them together at the end of the season. I don't know. Like she was an asshole too. Oh yeah, no, that's why they shouldn't be together. Like they're both shitty people. Yeah, well, I mean... With, with they reason. both have their excuses, right? <laughs> like, it's like... With reason. Like, the person that they are right now as teens isn't who they're going to be when they're older. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Yeah, but we're watching the show of them as teens. I know, but I think they're going to grow... Like, I think they're trying to show them maturing at some point, and even though they're together now, they might not be together later. But just because they're together at the end of the season, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's the process. <laughs> Like, I feel like eventually we're going to figure out that they bring out the worst in each other. Well, okay. Up until this point, they have brought out the worst in each other. And I'm assuming being together, they'll learn how to be better people, but not necessarily together. Who knows if that's... Like, I would like to see that for sure. I just don't think... And I like the fact that they're together end of season one makes me feel like they're probably not going to end up together. But that's just from... What also, like we're, we are guessing they, they are together, but we don't know for a fact. Because she kissed both of them. That's true. So, like, yeah. we're just m- pick, m- assuming that they are. Yeah. I mean, that kiss felt very... They're dating at the next at the start of the next season, for sure. Doesn't he have a girlfriend? Did he break up with his girlfriend yet? I don't oh, think Oh, that's another thing, by the way. He's still yeah. with his girlfriend. Because, like, there's a scene earlier where they go to kiss and... Or, or not really they go to kiss. He goes to kiss her and she's like, whoa, whoa, that's not... I'm not actually here for it at that the moment. Great she scene. had not... Yeah, she had not yet seen him, but it was like, he was with his girlfriend and he realized like, oh shit, I shouldn't be doing this. But then literally two episodes later, completely forgets about the girlfriend. And like, I get it. They paint her as like, not a great girlfriend, but he's with her still. They have not broken up to our knowledge. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I am torn. I think it's one of those things where it could go either way. It could be interesting. It could go in a different direction where it's like, they bring out the worst in each other for sure. But I suspect 
that the viewpoint is that they bring out the best in each other when they're working together and not fighting. Because when they were working together, things were going very well for them at the like UN meeting. Like if they were ever to do a project together, they would do amazing. But up until the point they're making out, they can't stand each other. That's the best part of the show. <laughs> what? Two, two people. I love oh. Kamala. Yep. Oh, yeah. Kamala! I adore her. And Nisi Nash was the freaking therapist. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. amazing. I would like for- to hear her story. Oh, that, that reminds me of where I was coming from. The reason I want season one to end with her with nobody is because the most true sentence that is said is when Nisi Nash is talking to um, Davey about Davey being like, no, I want a boyfriend. I'm going to get a boyfriend. And she's like, here's the thing. If you only want a boyfriend because you want a boyfriend, you shouldn't have a boyfriend. Don't you think you're going to be a bad girlfriend if that's the reason that you want one? But obviously Davy, in like the throes of what she's going for, not listening, not paying attention, realizes she just needs to pick a different dude to be her boyfriend. But like that line, like Nisi Nash's whole character and that line and like the ceramics that her mom is like holding to her chest afterwards, like all of that was perfect, excellent, amazing, well done. Fabiola has my heart. I love her. I love a coming out story so much. I really do. I wish I didn't. But the second you show me like a closeted teen that just wants to be loved and accepted, okay, and is like ready to tell her friends that she trusts them and the real truth about herself, ugh. Also, she's coming out to her mother. Why didn't Fabiola and Eleanor get, for their episodes, get their own voice? I don't think they really have a whole episode. They just have a couple of scenes without Davy in the UN episode. But it would, I agree with what you're saying. I would have rather had episodes about them with their own voice instead of having an episode dedicated to Ben, even though it meant Andy Samberg was the voice. Yeah. I would like, rather to just, it be about the three of them and Kamala. She needs her own episode, a full-length episode. Yes. I want the backstory. I, I want the, the middle I, story. And also, I do really like how they sort of got rid of the Asian guy that she was dating, whatever his name was. And they went into her really getting along with this arranged marriage guy because I was like, this is a really interesting take because not a lot of people do this. They think like it's totally wrong. So I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I like that as well. I thought they got rid of that dude really fast considering like there was a moment where she was like, you know, even though she wasn't really admitting to tell anybody, she was like, you know what? I'm willing to see where this goes. And literally she breaks up with him after seeing the dude that she could be engaged to. She takes one look at him and she was like, this guy, other guy is just not hot enough. <laughs> um, so like that was pretty wild, especially for who like Kamala's <laughs> character is. But at the same time, I love that. I thought it was more interesting. I like that there was an element of like, you know, yes, you can be against it, but, like, also, it, this works for a lot of people, and if it works for her, and they do it at her speed, and something that they're both comfortable with, who cares? Yeah. I also liked him. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Both was of like, Kamala's boyfriends were great. <laughs> yeah, she got a good pick. She got a good batch of men to pick from. Well, look at her. That's also true. Also, my favorite, like, running gag is everybody being like, your cousin's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, one thing, one joke I wish they had more of because I found them the funniest is where it's like, so Kamala being so attractive is in her own universe and just says things that like only someone who is so beautiful and has never been challenged once in their life would say. Oh, she's like, oh, I, uh, somebody once told me that I thought they thought I could be a model, but I was worried that I was too curvaceous for it. 
like like just minor things about like the way she drops lines about her life and about just like the general things that happen to her like she's just someone that has never once paid for a coffee in her entire life I just, yeah, she goes into, like, one story where she's like, isn't it so nice that people just, like, pay for everything when you forget your wallet at home? And I'm like, girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted so much more of that joke. I loved it. I was so here for Also, I think it worked because she was genuinely, like, a very nice, fun person. Like, I think they yeah. wrote her very well. Um, so I loved every moment with her, to be honest. She was great. I was going to say, I think the tone wasn't quite there like they didn't know what tone they were hitting yet like you know when you i'm like compared it to the good place like it was funny but then also heartfelt like i don't think they hit it quite as the way they wanted it to but i'm assuming this will be fixed for season two as they mature as actors you know that 29 year old hitting 30 it's gonna be a a new uh 17 year old self for him i could see them hitting it because i think that there are ones i love that i forget his name even though they said it 700 times the tennis player that plays james in her voice what is his name they say it a billion times because like tennis pillars are relevant i loved the concept of it i love the idea of like her inner voice being a loud angry white man and like mindy kaling being like no it was intentional like that's who she is inside so i love that but yeah knowing that setting i want to know one who are the inner voices of everybody else but two like it's such a darker tone for those moments and some of them are the best of the show like some of them where she just gets so fucking angry and she says like horrible irreversible things even like the way so what's so different about it is even though she's like oh she's a brown main character whatever the fact that she is an angry brown character and that she's shown as not good is super like i know they do it a lot with like probably white shows but I feel like for a brown family this is like unusual because that's like the reality is that like as like a western brown girl she's gonna have some issues with her family and like the way they tackled it felt very realistic to me even like the way they showed her at the temple like it was just so accurate with like the aunties and like them all having like this private joke like this is terrible but then like her being like this is even worse (laughs) Even, like, the part where she's ashamed of being brown but doesn't admit it. Yeah. That was one of the best episodes is the one... Her identity um, episode? With the festi- yeah, with the yeah. festival. Yeah. It, there was, like, an element of, like, seeing into it that I thought was good. But I, I think with her being so angry, it really does play into the idea of, like, based on interviews, based on what Mindy Kaling has said, I think she's making a show that has existed in the past but making it through the lens of her experience. So that's why I don't anticipate that it's going to break ground in terms of the overall storylines and the overall plots. I suspect it's going to follow a very formulaic route because that maybe that's the point or like maybe it's just not her intention to challenge those things, but rather show a different side of them with different people and like different family episodes. I wonder what her plan for this show is. Like, is it going to be till high school? Is it going to go to university? Like, I wonder, and I don't even, like, not even thinking about, like, how well it does. Like, what was her idea? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be interesting. Because Mindy Project lasted a really long time. Also that. And I don't, I didn't really, I, like, gave up on watching it, to be honest. When it it ended. Yeah, when it did the whole switch, and then, you know, from being on TV to on Hulu, and then that meant in Canada, it was, like, on a random day, because, like, at the time, it was on TV at a time where, like, you occasionally watched TV when it was on. 
Like, people still had cable boxes. When was that show over? My, I think the reason I stopped watching Mindy Project is because when she ends up with the main guy, whatever, the grumpy dude. Oh, so here's... Go ahead. Like, there's, like... I don't know. There, it wasn't like where you're watching a show and you enjoy the couple. You know what I mean? Like it was just over for you at that point, and you're like, "Well, bye." So here's a thing I have to say about Mindy Kaling, or like a question I have: What white man has hurt you? <laughs> you just keep putting him in your show as the love interest over and over again. Like who? is this person a stand-in for? Because this was the same project with, this was the same issue with the Mindy Project that I feel like the show is having. I know that Paxton is not completely white, but he definitely, like, there's a joke about it, but he definitely reads, for the most part, as pretty white. And then, like, Ben is super white, and Mindy Project was also, like, just a string of romantic love interests that were just just different variations of white dudes over and over and over My again. My default answer is BJ Novak every single time. I, I like I know that's what like, everybody assumes, and like at that point, it's like this is a horrible way to present BJ Novak. Like these are not <laughs> good dudes. Well, who you but guys it, read her book, right? Yes. I'm just assuming she loves romantic comedies. It's always a white guy in romantic comedy. She can't break away from her one true love of these romantic movies, and I'm like, that's fair. I, I think it's just like a thing that's like, but I would love to see, like she's already, it, to be fair, she's already making shows that are like super diverse. If this is what happens, this is what happens. But like, it would be great to see more. I liked that, you know, Kamala had like a different ethnicities in her love interest and like it felt pretty diverse and the friend group feels fairly diverse. But there's something so stark about the fact that like, this is now the second, technically third show if you include The Office, where every single one of the like Mindy characters it's just the string of the white dude over and over again. And like, I'm sorry, in 2020, we need to get past the idea that white men are attractive in any way. It's just do not we, true. Do we assume that BJ Novak is her baby daddy? Did I take it too far? My <laughs> personal favorite idea was a little while there, people were like, maybe Cory Booker is her baby daddy. And that was my personal favorite one. I loved the idea of that. That's so funny. Or, um, what's his name? Um, Ike Barnholtz? Even though I think he's married, the guy played oh. Morgan. Ooh, that's a that's a wild. <laughs> They're friends. Why not? She needs sperm. I think I, that's it's most likely to be VJ Novak. You know what I mean? But I could also see yeah. him being just like literally a completely random person, and she is trolling VJ Novak by letting people think that it's him. You know what I mean? Like that's what I would do in that situation. Like I, I would have it not be him and make everybody think it's his child. I mean, I wouldn't put a pastor to, like, live a rom-com life, and this was BN. There was a movie with this about Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> that, is why, that is why Cory Booker was my favorite one for a little while, because they're both so cute, and they had, like, an exchange on Twitter one day. I can't remember what it was about. It had something to do with New York and, I think, New Jersey, and, like, they just had this cute little exchange that ended up with being, like, uh, I'll need to take you out for dinner to like show you what's great about Jersey. And then because Cory Booker is a very attractive man as well, she flirted back with him. And then a little while after that, she was like, I'm pregnant. And everyone, I think, I think that's how it went down. And everyone was like, oh, I hope it's Cory Booker's baby. Aww. Just had a very romantic comedy moment where like they met on social media. He is the, he was, did, was he running for, he was running for president of the United States a little while ago, right? <laughs> was he? Like he put his hat in. He is the, I forget, couple. His, I forget what his title is. I don't, 
I don't senator? think it's governor. Senator of, it's Jersey, I think. Elected mayor of New Newark, New Jersey. Oh, I remember this exchange. Yes. And he's, like, to be fair, he's a very, like, he's a great person. I love him as a politician from what I know of him being a Canadian. I mean, when this baby's older, maybe we'll see who Maybe we'll be able to find like. out. Yeah. Was this baby a girl or a boy? I don't even it was know. a girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, like, and overall, I just, I did really love this show. Like, I, we watched it in one sitting. I was with four other people. So four people got dedicated enough while watching the show online um, through, like, Netflix party to say, no, 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 I want to keep going. There is one character we have to talk about and we haven't yet. Shoe, but the mother. Her mom? Yeah. I have a lot of opinions about her mom. I assumed you would because my reading from like friends I know and from friends' mothers that I know is that the mother felt very true and like realistic to exactly like a lot of experiences people are having. So please share. People can't see me, but I am nodding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was very, very realistic. Like, there were parts where she was definitely a lot sharper than my own experience. However, there's, like, a way where she's careless in what she says that is very the immigrant experience, as in, like, why are you so sensitive about this, basically? So it's, like, it was interesting because, like, at the end, as we talked about, she does go to Nisi Nash, the therapist, and she's like, oh, like, therapists are for white people, which is, like, so beautiful. And then she's like, wait, I mean, like, even though you're Black. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that whole moment where she, like, breaks down, and I was like, that was something that was, like, I I was bawling that whole moment. I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) This is so emotional. This is, like, what I want to see every brown mom do. It's just... There was a moment there where, like, to get to that state, you have to go through a lot of loss for, like, an immigrant mom especially. Um, And to see that vulnerability felt really real to me. Um, But, like, even, like, just the way she talks to her daughter. Her daughter, and it's not that she doesn't love her daughter, obviously, but there's things that she says and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) Oh, yeah. to calm down. When she's the way she treats Kamala versus her daughter. Mm. see it throughout the whole show and you're like yeah I agree you shouldn't but like this is something that happens in every single like almost every every single immigrant family that I know of you always get compared to your cousins your even your siblings even to some other auntie's daughter or son or whatever be like that person's going to medical school what are you doing you know what I mean it was just it felt very real and like I'm kind of torn on it because I do love the accuracy of it but it felt like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Tell us your feelings. Yeah. If I mean, only we had a platform for you to share them. Share them. I think a lot of my feelings was like a sense of bitterness about it, if that makes sense. Because it was too real? Yeah, like the way I, I get, like Davey was like a real asshole. <laughs> just but... The whole time I was like, mm, I get it though. <laughs> well, she's oh, a yeah. single mom in a corn country. She has no family. I'm like, yeah, of course she's going to be a little strict. We no, I mean, say. I get why Davy was an asshole. Oh, because of her mom? 
Yeah, I think a lot of it stems from her mom. Like, just think about, like, the trauma she's gone through, the fight that she had with her mom before her dad died. Everything that's led to this, like, weird moment where, like, she's even, like, lost her memory of that night and then she's slowly regaining it or not trying to think about it. Like, it all comes down to her mom the whole time. And I think, in in a sense, like, deep down, she probably blames her mom for her dad's death a lot of it. Like, she does tell her mom that she wished she died anyway, but she never says that she blamed her mom, which I think she does deeper. And it's, like, that weird resentment that, like, I think, like, they, the show sort of tackled it, but they haven't really gotten to the root of her anger, which I think stems a lot probably from her mom. She's just angry at the world. I mean, that's true, too, and that's probably definitely a situational thing, but I do think a lot of it might come from her mother. I Yeah, I can see. I mean, I, I imagine the larger scope is, like, losing her dad, but also partly yeah. because her and her dad were so close, because her and her mom are so separated. But they do say that she's angry before her mom died. I mean, before her dad died. Like, they go into, yeah. like, her tempers. Like, she has a temper. Yeah. But, but it I doesn't think- feel, obviously, as extreme as until after... Her yeah, like, died. it's, it's and, definitely, like, yeah. amplified. Yeah. But I, I actually agree that, like, I think Davy is, like, is honestly a piece of shit to the times, but I completely understand where it's coming from. I understand why. And the times where I am the most sympathetic with her is when it is with her mother. Yeah. Because you absolutely get where it's coming from. Like, there was something very much in that moment of, you know, her mom is always so judgmental and harsh for her of like what she wants in her life and what she needs to do and how to get it and like how to behave all the time and then when you see her react to Kamala and be like Kamala doing this thing that arguably is like horrible for the position that she's in and is really bad and then just being very like the way you actually want like a mother to be like very understanding and very calm and like let's just fix the situation and we'll go from there Mm -hmm. it was I got from experiences I know from other people that felt very real of the element of like when it comes to other people's kids your job is is more actually of like what maybe like a western view of like how a parent is supposed to be with them because you're able to be more caring like the way they act is not a reflection on you but when you view your kids purely as a reflection of you it is important that they are perfect at literally every single thing and so Mm -hmm. when they fuck up there's this like massive moment of like all of this anger that like you shouldn't be putting on a child because they're a child like that is an insane amount to put on someone like there is so much stuff that Davy is doing at 15 years old even after having gone through two really traumatic experiences like she is still the top of her class she is still doing things that are really amazing but all of that is completely covered over by everything that she does that is wrong and even like I think like my one fear as well is that like I hope they don't do this but I hope they don't make it so that they're like well the mom has an excuse like you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they should say it's right at all. No matter what you know, no matter what you know about her intentions, even though she wants the best for her daughter, I don't think it's right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, like, I hope that they keep it in this, like, view of, like, maybe she needs to change the way she talks to her daughter and stuff like that. Because, like, even before her dad died, the way she's talking to oh yeah, oh, yeah. privately to her brutal. husband about their daughter, brutal. Like, like maybe... That, yeah. 
I'm thinking like maybe she's jealous of all the like opportunities Davy has that she didn't have. I don't know. Maybe that's why she's so hard on her. She's like, you have all this stuff. You're not you're not doing it the way I would have done it or whatever. Although she uh, seems to have had like I obviously like she immigrated, but she seems to have had decent enough opportunity. She's living a yeah. pretty solid life. Like they're living in California in the valley. She's a respected doctor. Yeah, exactly. With a great practice serving <laughs> clearly very rich clients who can go to a dermatologist for every pimple. So like, I think she's living a like fairly decent life. I would love to see more of her grief. Yeah. Ex- explored a little bit. I, I did find it interesting that like, because again, Davy is the child. It is not her responsibility to consider the fact that her mother also lost the love of her life. But as a viewer, I want to see both of those things. And I maybe would love if the second season was almost them going to therapy together. Mm-hmm. Because I think oh, like... yeah, they, that's what I think like, is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Because I think that there is stuff to say like, you are not... The things that you are doing as a mom are not right. Like you are not setting your kid... Like of course your kid is angry. Who wouldn't be angry if this was how they were spoken to by the person who's supposed to care about them most in the world? Like this is a horrible way to talk to your child. But, like, getting them to connect in that way, I think, would be really... I like, like the idea... Television. I like the idea that um, Mindy Kaling is sort of, like, obviously she wants to see, like, what her world is like in in a show like this. But I like the idea that she might tackle some of, like, the stigmas from the community. Like, that makes more sense to me to, like, show what the ideal is or what we should be doing to maintain relationships or, like, healthy family relationships even. Like, I think that would be great. I, I hope that's where it goes to because I could see that for this show. Like I could see that being the area where they take it somewhere different. Yeah. And that's like, if that's what you're going to do, fine. That's what I want to see. Like, I, I want to see that. I want, I love, I, I loved the mother daughter moments for all of them. I loved Fabiola coming out to her mom. I loved the fact that Eleanor's mom was terrible because sometimes parents are shitty and they can't be redeemed and you don't have to redeem them like it is not up to you to like constantly make excuses for them sometimes they're just shitty parents that Mm -hmm. like can't watch their children succeed and like them being out of your life is better than the alternative so like I want to see like all of those things I loved and I I did love as much as it like killed me and I hated it the portrayal of Davy's relationship with her mom because I do like going back to it and to what you're saying it sounds very real it feels very like honest and true but I want to see it get better I want I want more of Fabiola and her mom. I even live with, like, if you're going to show more of Ben, I want to know what's going to go down with his parents, too, then. Like, turn this show into, like, healthy familial relationships. (laughs) Maybe she's making this show for her daughter. Maybe. Do you, okay, do you guys remember that Gilmore episode? They've been fighting for a while, and all of a sudden you have the family dinner, and they're all just yelling at each other. And, like, that was the best montage of a fight I've ever seen like that's what I picture that's what I hope for season two with like group therapy between like her and her mom and the therapist montages like that I would love to see some group therapy conversations where the topic of Kamala comes up because I love Kamala as a character she's great but her dynamic in their relationship is very interesting the like concept that like she is the daughter that or, or Davy's view that, that Kamala is the daughter that her mom wishes she had. And, yeah. like, how, how Kamala is not doing anything intentionally and is just trying to keep them together and make them, like, stay together and love each other. But how even her presence 
kind of like hurts their dynamic a little bit. Like I just, I just want, I want all that to be explored because I love Kamala Warren part of the family, but like the view of the two of them is so drastically different. I want to talk about it forever. You know, like this is like my mother, like a manja cake saying. So like white people, which I am one, but we're going out there. Uh, I'm a European white family. Uh, they they never talk about like your feelings. So like you, let's say your daughter's trying to get pregnant, you'll never ask her if she's trying to get pregnant and like how she feels about that. Have you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. So like brown families, how does that go? Is it like that, or are they more like everything? Everyone knows everyone's it's business. Exactly like that. It's, sometimes it's even worse that they don't that they don't ask anything. They don't ask about that. Like if somebody, so for example, one of my cousins, um, I didn't know this, but after she had her first daughter, I found out that she had three miscarriages. I had no idea. I had no idea that she had gone through like a depression, like, and like, like all of this happened. And the, the only reason is because we were comfortable talking to each other and also her brother I'm really close to. And, like, we talk, like, normal people would talk, not like a brown family would talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm glad this is cleared up, yes. Yeah, so, like, like, little things like that, we don't discuss. It never comes up. Okay, this explains more about their dynamic, too. Okay. I actually, (laughs) funny enough, I I have a Kamala in my family. Do you? Whenever I saw her, I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why I want that dynamic explored because there's something about it. There's a bitterness there for a woman who is very lovely. I want yeah. a family dinner fight over the yeah. table. Absolutely. Can't wait for that to explode. I can't wait. I, Steph, is your family more like, I actually don't know if this is a classic European immigrant family. I think it is where it's like everything is almost constantly said except for real deep shit. Like every fight is loud and it's happened and if you have a minor grievance against somebody they know and they know loudly but then like the little shit that they do to you that'll affect you forever that stuff you never bring up correct yeah excellent like the deep like i need to go to therapy for that no one knows what happened but like they know i'm fighting with this person because of xyz yeah okay yeah that's what we have although because with me my mom she's single parent it's like a little bit closer like i do know that like you know before me she had like a miscarriage and so like we talked a lot about her life yeah that i maybe that's like more of a european thing where like mothers and daughters it's like no well part of the reason my mom told me i think was like i was pretty young but it was like you you should know that these are things that happen so like when you're older if it happens to you little did she know not happening um you're like you feel prepared I learned about some mafia shit the other day it was i know like i don't know anything about my mom (laughs) And that's one thing that I do think is interesting that I'd love the show to explore. And I know this about other people with their parents too. I always want to find it interesting when people know nothing about their parents, because I think it's easy when you're a teenager to not see your parents as a person Mm -hmm. because they're your parent. And like, again, they fuck shit up. But like, as you get older, even though it's not okay, they did shit. It's easier to understand that like, they're a person who fucks things up. Like I think about how old I am now and how old my mom was and like what was going on in her life when she was 28 and like she had a child who was eight years old and like had another one on the way in two years and like I couldn't take care of a kid right now I'm not emotionally prepared for that so like you can understand it I love storylines where like kids also learn more about their parents not in a way that has to redeem them because again some parents are shit Mm -hmm. but like learning the weird shit about your family where you're like holy crap really 
like and you learn about like the that they had a life is fascinating i mean this is unrelated but when it comes to my father one of the favorite things i've ever learned because he is a very classic immigrant um like worker where like when i was a kid it was very much about like you work super hard you study super hard you go to university you get a degree you know no slacking off like you are everything you do is on point like you get that shit done right and then i went to portugal to go visit his family who lived on a farm so i always assumed that like this mindset came from a childhood of backbreaking labor to find out that he was the laziest of all of their children and he would never wake up in time. And because he was like <laughs> one of the babies, he got babied by his sisters because b- boys in families with girls always do. Um, they have multiple mothers. He never, they sent him to Canada to be like, go fucking take care of yourself for a little bit. Damn, son. That was the greatest thing I've ever learned in my life. My father had so much less power in that moment than he had ever had. And I was like, um, so what you're telling me is that I'm a better child than you are? Interesting. Anywho, we went way off topic, but <laughs> overall families. Yeah, overall, I'm going to say I recommend this. I think you should watch it. I, I'm hoping season two is way better because I feel like this set the groundwork. Now it's just going to go up from there. I, same thing. I super recommend it. I loved it. I do think it's one of those like one to two sitting shows, Max. It shouldn't take you any longer than that. Um, And I do like that it's a show that like, I immediately want to talk about it. Like we started watching it. We kind of knew we were going to do this episode, but the moment I was done, I remember messaging you guys being like, it's time. We have to discuss. Well, it's fresh. I will say what I want to talk about most was the love triangle stuff. Excuse me. Because I had so many feelings about that. But then in the discussion, it ended up being way more about the family and I like that that's really interesting too but it's a solid show if I'm gonna rate it I think it's n it's eight large boys polo shirts out of 10 medium boys polo shirts if I had to rate it uh probably hmm nine soothing ceramics (laughs) out of uh 10 hearts the dead it is truly wild that like paxton is so much of the story he arguably has one of the highest amounts of screen times or or where people are talking about him even if he's not actually in it but we have only spoken about him with regards to how haggard his face is (laughs) like they bring up a couple of things about him but like outside of his sister like, give me more. I, I want to know more about his sister. She seems cooler than him. Yeah, it was, like, his sister and, and the fact that he doesn't like the people think he's dumb. We don't know very much about him. And I don't, I don't think that he was a terrible dude. So I'm, like, I'm not against learning more about him. I just don't care about either of her love interests that much. It's interesting that we don't see his parents at all. Oh, yeah. Because we get a lot of parents from everybody else, but his we don't, which I'm really interested to see that because we know he lives with his mom, right? I think they're together. Um, Are they together? I assume that they're together know. just because, like, my he said my parents adopted my sister, and I didn't get the feeling that they were separated, but that could be just me reading into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have any thought to it whatsoever. I mean, clearly he's sure. going to have a bigger role next season. And oh, I would yeah, after say, that phone call? In the end, I feel like she's going to end up with him. That's my... I'm putting it down into the universe. It's very possible she'll end up with Paxton. I think she is. I would love a solid because you know what? The fact that they didn't lay him down is a complete D-bag. I do I think that they're gonna absolutely end up 
She's going to date Ben for a little while. She's going to get together with Paxton for a little while. She's going to date Ben for a little while. Then there's going to be a third dude. And then there'll be her final endgame, who is one yeah. of the two. If we're going by the awkward <laughs> TV show, Maddie, who was the main guy in that one and was like the jock, would be Paxton. And I think she ends up with Maddie in that one. So if we went by that, that's exactly what would happen. I'm Okay, I'm going to change what I said. If it ends at her going to university, she seems too cool that she's like, no, I'm going to be held down by a man. I'm going to go to university young, wild, and free. That's how I want the show to end. I wanted to have like an original Gilmore Girls ending where they don't end up with any romantic entanglements, but I specifically want her like motivation in that to be like, I am going to go get railed by significant number of people. From Yale hotties, because I think that's where she wants to go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I want her to, like, really lead into her whole, like, I I am the dude. I am super into this. I'm not going to be tied down to you. I'm going to go test things out. Boom. Open for business. Like, that is the <laughs> level I want from her. So if that was the way that the show ended, I would, like, just anticipating it now, peak. I would be super happy. All right. What's your rating, amazing. Cork? I mean, uh, Steph? That's a secret name. Um, I'm going to say eight. Haggard Eye Bags. out of uh, 10 growing pimples every shot in the tv show (laughs) that pimple episode was so good that speaks to me on a personal level right now so i did think of you the whole time i was watching it did you guys notice it growing bigger because i sure did (laughs) yep absolutely Especially after his, the moment that his girlfriend went to pop it and he was like, oh, fine. I was like, no, son, you're going to make it worse. You're going to make it worse. You got to let it be. It's got to pop itself. Anyone listening, don't pop a pimple. Wait till it's ready. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, As a reminder, if you want to talk more about Never Have I Ever, if you watch it, let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you think about the love triangle, about the family shit, all that. You can find us at EatsCast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at everyoneandtheirsister at gmail.com. We're always looking for new show show ideas or new recommendations. If there's anything you think that we should watch or we should listen to, um, we are literally doing nothing else right now except for our jobs. And like, I would say that would be being generous. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a great one. And we'll see you next time on Everyone and Their Sister. Bye. Bye. interesting if they brought in a grandmother in the second season <gasps> and the grandmother mm, is there back. to arrange something yo the dynamic of a grandma living there the mom is gonna go crazy and i love it <laughs> and then the, and then you'll do the classic tv thing where the daughter sees that the way the mother treats her is just the way that the grandmother treats her mother and so you have to have the conversation of like time to stop the cycle time to stop just because this happened to you doesn't mean this is how you talk to me this is over Thank you.